I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to worship at the altar of music and comedy. The giddiness and the harmony of a well-crafted comedy song brings great joy and abundance. Join the tinkling talents of David Thames and me, Phil Nickel. Sit back, turn it up, and enjoy Songs in the Key of Laugh. Songs with Key of Laugh. We are back again. It's series two. It's episode nine. It is. Don't, I don't know why I did it like that. <laughs> I'm David Timms. I'm Phil Nickel. And what a filthy show we have for you today. Well, that's the plan. That's that what is. we're going with well, today, isn't it, Phil? I don't Phil? know. We thought we'd discuss rudity. Crudity and rudity in musical comedy. Is that just? Is that like carrots and cucumber and stuff? Yes, crudités. It's different. Yeah, stick it's a, different. sticking a carrot up your ass. That's <laughs> that's crudities. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Uh, yeah. So, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I go. I'll go with that. Okay. I, I want to see your hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be discussing body humor, drinking songs, rude things, funny people, Nick Helm, um, you know, Aquafina, things like that. And also on the show, we've got our as normal. A comedy song contest competition competition that's the one yes. I, I was waiting for you to do that sorry i i, I realized i, I know it's getting dumb now yeah okay uh, but we have <laughs> we have a really great submission this week uh and also we are we are doing our musical yes. we're, we're almost finished is this the last one well i think i think probably yes we have to wrap the whole thing because then we have to wrap it up next week and uh, but, oh, I, I, I tell you what, I think there's more work to go into it than we maybe thought at the start, trying to compile all of these ideas together. But anyway, we're going to give it a go. And uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, at the end of this series, you're going to have a full musical to Woo! listen to. Oh, my goodness. We're also going to be interviewing a fantastic young comic artist who David used to work with, Lily, Lily Phillips. Phillips. Oh, but you're, you're, you look nice and you're wearing red lipstick, but you're also... Talking about poo. I didn't wear red lipstick. I managed to get David into an outfit only once <laughs> throughout was, our whole time uh, together. What was, was the, the outfit? The, the glitter. It was a sparkly onesie. Sparkly onesie, <laughs> which, which somehow I lost. <laughs> oh, I wish we had that One for the night. Cray Cray Cabaret. We've got a oh, photo God. of it downstairs. There is, there is a photo. I saw it when I came in. Yeah, there is a photo of it. But, I think um, it's what you need, a sparkly onesie. I mean, yeah. Oh, God. Now, Philip, you've been you've been doing some educating scatological humor. Scatological, what does that mean? But I think it's funny because you you actually didn't know the meaning of scatological when I said it. I said, well, "What should we talk about in the show today?" And I was like, "We'll talk about scatological humor." David, what, what does scatological mean? Yeah, but I, I I always thought of it as a completely different meaning, and I was completely wrong. What do you think it was? Like you know, things scattered around, things are all over the place. But actually, scat means shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, not certainly. Scatological humor, by its definition, is characterized by obscenity or preoccupation with obscenity, especially in the form of reference to excrement, but really, or the scientific study of excrement. But it also actually means things are a bit cheeky, a bit naughty, a bit offensive, a bit about your bum, your willy, 
<laughs> See, you, I can't say the word Willie without you giggling. You're such a child. Phil, 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 there's a song, right? There's a song that me and my, I've got two brothers, one older, one younger. Right. And uh, we've got one of these little WhatsApp groups, but they always send things over to me. Okay. Now, the first thing that I think that as a three we ever properly bonded on, uh, which is that's a bit harsh to my family, uh, a few years ago, <laughs> we found this video uh, and this song called Willie Bum Bum. I've got a little willy, I put it in my bum Me and my bum have all kinds of fun Me and my willy, are really old friends What about that when my willy hole in? Silly old willy, look what you've done You've got water on my friendly old bum My willy's silly, yeah, a little you, bit you, down You nailed it in one there, that's... That's, <laughs> that's scatological. That's scatological. Okay. Well, I think that is. I mean, I, I guess it's up, it's up for grabs. People would say it's specifically scat. And by scat, I don't mean... Scoobity-bop-ba-doo-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
purveyors of that nonsense, we'll call it, uh, can actually be extraordinarily talented in so many other ways as well. And Aquafina is a perfect example of that. You're spot on, Phil. Thanks. Can I, if I, if I write some songs about my willy, <laughs> do you really? Yeah, I think you'll, you, you'll win a Golden Globe. You you got, you've got two Golden Globes. <laughs> I know we talk about Australian comedy quite a lot. Oh, did we do? Right. And I was thinking of uh, of Tim Minchin yes. earlier on. And I was thinking he doesn't really use scatological humour very much. Not in, the, not in that sense, no. I mean, he does have the song The Pope is a Cunt. Yes, that is very true. Yeah. But but there are there are other Australian comedians, especially, who, who use it very, very well. Well, we've already had the Doug Anthony All-Stars yes. and I Fuck Dogs. <laughs> which you, you really enjoyed that. I did it's just, enjoy that. It's silly, silly. But they've, they've also got these like sort of darker guys. Um, I don't know if Rodney Root is he Australian, but Ostentatious is one. Uh, and and I, I think Aussies just have this kind of really uh, gruff sense of humor that I've not heard anywhere else in the world. And the one I was thinking of is a guy called Kevin Bloody Wilson, and which is so already good. it's already you're already set up for if if you're offended easily, this is probably not the guy to go and see. <laughs> but this is uh, this is a country. <laughs> I've had an absolute cunt of a day Everything that could go did go wrong So if I'm allowed to use the word cunt in a song I've had an absolute cunt of a day Started as a fart in bed Well it started as a fart but I shit myself instead And the fucking miss is going off her fucking head I've had an absolute cunt of a day and running to the dunny like a bastard Trying to hold it in with me finger up me ass And skidding past the kids and them little cunts laughing <laughs> Okay, now, if, if you're now day. listening to the podcast thinking uh, David and Phil, where are we going with this? Don't You can't be offended because we are actually We are looking into scatological humour We, we are, are. We're, we're discussing filth I mean, it is We're going to go places in this episode that you might that might you may not like no but um that that tune turns into quite a like a drinking song and he he manages to get the whole audience being equally as offensive as he is it's very pubby and i think the song goes on i mean go and check it out because actually it is it is a classic comedy song where the it starts off bad and gets worse and worse and worse and worse and is a ridiculously ridiculously funny song can I? I just want to pull in at this point. There are so many artists who, over the years, have pushed the boundaries of what is acceptable. Yes, and I think one of the most obvious ones that we haven't discussed yet is Monty Python. Oh yeah, with "Sit on My Face." That is the Monty Python "Sit on My Face" is one of the things that started me off in musical comedy, and is most most delightfully silly scatological songs it is but it, i mean it's, it's it's it would be massively offensive for some people as well i think that's why it was funny yeah sit on my face and tell me that you love me i'll sit on your face and turn you like a blue blue i love to hear you moralize when i'm between your eyes you blow me An absolute classic. Yes, you'll be humming that all day. I can't get that song out of my mind. It's just so funny on so many levels. It is funny. It is rude. And I know we're talking about rude things. One of the rudest live sets I've ever seen in my life all right. would be Nick Helm. Oh, when he played the Cray Cray Cabaret. Well, that that's one time. 
That's yeah. one time. It, which actually, if you're listening to this on release day um, tonight, we have got the Craig uh, Craig Cabaret. Craig Craig Cabaret at the Comedy Store in London. So please do come along to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Nick Helm, uh, yes. I've seen him. I've seen him completely and utterly take apart audience members and be very very rude but he does it in such an endearing way that it makes him it, it doesn't just get away with it he completely owns how rude he is yeah it's rude it's it's uh loud it's sweaty but in essentially it's just really really funny it is it's very offensive but it's so good and he was also the first guest we had on the first episode of the first series of this podcast. So it's a long time ago. Why don't you go back and listen to it? Scatological humor was never really part of the Juice Pigs oeuvre. I mean, we did we did lots of we were very rude and but we did a lot of death and a lot of weird it's like a sort of a punk take on death and laughing at disease and stuff like that. But um the Greg Neal wrote the lyrics to this. I think it was Greg who wrote the lyrics to this song that the Juice Pigs did. It was called The Church. It goes like this. I belong to the church of the well-endowed man. My members as big as a grizzly bear's den. My pants can't hide the bulge God gave to me. I'm proud of the width and the length of my parts. You should see me break the young girl's hearts. I always draw a crowd when I take a pee. Well, I don't mean to brag, but my main piece drags. And when I go to bed, the mattress sags. It's hard to doze when you're long as a fire hose. We belong to the church of the well-endowed men. If you measure seven feet, we'd be over ten. Oh, thank you, Lord, for making us well-endowed men. Thank you, Lord, for making us well-endowed men. <laughs> so, Phil, the, the song that I'm going to do is actually one that I used to do with the Ruby Darlings. Um and uh, this was while the girls were off changing. Um, they said, can you do something that's completely and utterly ridiculous? Yeah. So the song was, um, well, was about men should have the right to fanny fart. So this is yeah. it. I can fanny fart the alphabet all the way from A to Z. I can make it sing the Simpsons theme tune whilst having a cup of tea. I used to be embarrassed, but it's a talent that I have tamed. Fanny farting is the only way. If I squeeze it, I can tune it to play a Mozart symphony. If I'm a little more violent, I can play Flight to the Bumblebee. I've got myself to grade eight and I will soon be given fame. Fanny farting is the only way. Oh, the fact that I'm a guy doesn't mean I have less rights. I should be able to fanny fart where the fuck I like. I was at my uncle's funeral when I let out a queef. The vicar, he was angry and he hit me with his reef. It's the only thing that rhymed. My auntie, she was mad, but she did one later that day. Fanny farting is the only way. Fanny farting is the only way. Oh, fanny farting is the only way. 
The songs for the comedy contest have been coming in fast and furious. Yeah, we said that last week. And it's still true. Yeah, and uh, it's still a competition. It's uh, it's still a contest. Yeah. Uh, of course, if you want to send your songs in to the songs in the key of laugh at gmail.com to enter the contest, we'd love that. There is a 200 pound grand prize for Ooh. the winner, which will be announced in the coming weeks. We've had some great entries. So good. Uh, so good. Some are musically really well produced. Some are lyrically fantastic. Some are great melodies. Some are hilarious concepts. And this week's is no different. It's a song from Rosalind Miller and Yams and Lakowski. And the song is Casual Fling. Three weeks we've been seeing each other for three weeks. But you've invited me to meet your parents. Oh, dear. Tell me what's going on here I thought it was just a shag I thought you were a typical lad Friends with benefits, you know what I mean But you're living in a different scene I should have known when you left your toothbrush You answer your phone on the first ring ding-a-ling I should have known when you bought me roses You didn't notice This was a casual fling For weeks I'm always washing my hair For weeks You catch me unawares I've got a headache Every night No, it's not better when you turn out the light Don't know Why you're still hanging around Please stop This talk of wedding gowns I really like you Just as a friend We've been writing a musical for the this whole season. David and I've been improvising a musical. We open the dictionary, put our finger down, pick a word, and then we go with whatever the word is. We try and fit it into a song. Doesn't always work. It, but, well, no, but but the idea is that we're going to be collating all of these songs, and we are we are going to make it into our full scale 
20 odd minute yes. musical. Yes. And if you've been following the musical, we've got uh, the, the, the lead characters, David and Phil, um, Great names. Have, have been washed away onto a desert island on a masoon, picked up by a ghost ship, and brought back to the land of Weasel, which where the evil king um, is trying to force his daughter, Sumo, into marrying David? Or no, into Phil? marrying Phil. Phil. And, and she is in love with David. Yes. Of but David she is. now is missing a leg because Phil, Phil ate got it. hungry. And, and, and they're on a ghost pirate ship uh, that with the ghost pirate Captain Bingerboard. Which I, yeah, I don't who, know where that, what part of your brain that name came from last they, week. They auditioned for him uh, for the, I guess they do an on, they do a, sh- a show on the ship. On the ship. And <laughs> David did his hopping tap dance nailed and it, yeah. nailed it. And they are now. Um, <laughs> with one leg. With one leg. And they are now back uh, uh, off the coast of the Land of Weasel. And that's where we're at. Okay, okay. so they're just off the coast. Um, yeah, we need a word, Phil. Uh, oh, yep, here we go. So I'll just go through it again. Go through the dictionary. Here we go. Open, open it up. And the word is uh, fire. Oh, that's a good one. Fire. 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 All right. All right. Here we fire. Go. So they're just about the. It's fire. like it's quite it's quite upbeat. They're just getting back to the land. It looks like things are gonna go well. Okay. I well, think... wait. We've got like three songs left to go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Like, All right. Ooh, that's quite nice. Bright. Well, I get. Probably want a cracker. <laughs> Where's the parrot coming? <laughs> that's, that's the Captain Bingerboard's parrot, <laughs> Polly. Of course. <laughs> Good. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get Polly sings this bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David and Phil, it's been really swell having you on board with Captain Bingerboard. <laughs> Hey, David and Phil, we hope you do well when you get off the ship, the land of weasel. Hey, David, I'm Captain Bingerboard. I noticed that Phil ate your leg. If you're gonna marry the woman of your dreams, you can borrow my peg. Oh, my goodness, David, he's giving you his magic ghost peg leg. (laughs) Is he, Phil? That's true. He's only got four of them. My name's Polly. That's the pirate. <laughs> Thank you so much, Captain Bingerboard. I'll wear your peg with pride. I'm going to go home and marry Sumo and see who she'll peg me inside. David, that's just a rude joke. He didn't mean it. Forgive us, Captain Bingerboard. See you later, guys. What's next in store? Wait a minute. What's that smell? Oh. It smells like smoke. Is there... Oh. David! David, your leg's on fire! David, David, your leg's on fire! David! David, David! Put it out! Oh, God. I've got that. See you soon. (laughs) Do you like competitions? I like competitions. If you like competitions, then please join our Songs in the Key of Laugh comedy song competition and send in your submission for the competition to songsinthekeyoflaugh at gmail.com. That's songsinthekeyoflaugh at gmail.com. Join our competition. This week's guest, Phil, I'm very excited about... 
Do you know why? Why? Because she's kind of like my best friend. Oh, that's nice. I know. Um, so our guest is the founding member of the Ruby Darlings. Um, so we worked together for many, many years. We've known each other for far too long. She's recently been on ITV2's uh, stand-up sketch show. Yep. Um, she's doing loads and loads of amazing things. It is Lily, Lily Phillips. Phillips. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The guest on today's on show guest. is someone you might know. You and if you don't, that's your own fault. But you'll know them soon. Lily Phillips is here. <laughs> I can't Lily believe Phillips. Lily Phillips is here. Hi, Lily Phillips. Hi, Hi Lily Phillips, a rising star of the UK nay world comedy scene, <laughs> rising to the ranks, zooming through the ranks. Um, it's so nice to have you here, Thank Lily you. Phillips. Now, I've got boobies on my socks. I've just realized boobies on your socks. You got boobies on your socks. Why? Have you, oh. Why do you have boobies on your socks? Why not? Oh, okay. It's a fair point. We should all have boobies on our socks. What have you got on your socks? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Boring. No, my socks are red. Uh, My socks are black. (sighs) Like my heart, guys. Red socks to a ball. Get a personality. (laughs) (laughs) It's so nice to have you on the show. Now, the reason people are thinking, why Lily Phillips is Lily? Didn't realize Lily Phillips was a musical comedian. And people are saying right now, they're turning to the program. Is Lily Phillips... Put that sandwich down, honey. Is Lily Phillips a musical comedian? Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> fresh off the press. Fresh off the oh press. my God. Lily. Phillips She's multi-talented. What a bitch. <laughs> She's everywhere. Um, but you are. And you have been. And you will be. You, you are... In fact, that's how you got started in comedy. You were actually in a comedy duo with this young man, David Timms. And the group was called... The Ruby Darlings. Yeah. It was. And it was great. It was good fun. It was great fun. It was. And I think I didn't realise how good we were until afterwards. Really? Is yeah, that now I've been like looking back over it because I was going to do this. So I was like, God, we were fucking brilliant. I, I remember when <laughs> I... taken over the world. Yeah. yeah. I remember Domination. when I, start, when I uh, first started doing this with David and he told me about the Ruby Darlings in fact because we had that strange connection because I'd done some gigs with you mm-hmm. and then I didn't realise David knew you I didn't realise that you lived around here and then uh, I, so I went and did a little you know little uh, what do you call it? a little surf little what do you call it? a little uh, jam little, little rabbit, rabbit hole of, of uh, Ruby Darling stuff and realised not only are oh. you guys brilliantly musical and fantastically funny lyrically but the videos are also extraordinarily funny as well 
What videos? You've got some videos. <laughs> oh, I don't like when people have gone on the internet because I forget what's there. Oh, no, they're, it's all good. No, it's there, definitely. The, 13 million views, I couldn't believe it. What is? <laughs> no, but, yeah. but so, so I'm... I'm curious to know. So you are you? Do you play instruments? First of all, no. Do oh oh, Lily, you do. You you play you play the ukulele. Oh, stop it, David! I told you not to bring this up. <laughs> you have the stickers on the ukulele, so I can play it like at the skill level of maybe a three-year-old. Yeah, um, and that's why the stickers are quite helpful because colours. You know, it's like a primary school version. Um, but I had to learn it because you left me on my own. What else was I supposed to do? It's a fair point. Just yeah. do it a cappella like a loser. Okay, so, okay. I, I feel like maybe we shouldn't have got the band back together. But let's go back. Do, 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 drift back in time. Da, da, I remember dee, when dee. I liked the year was The year was 2010. Around about. Around about. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, yes. I just guessed that. But 2010. Yeah. What is time? You guys were, you guys were children. You were, no, wait, sorry. You were childish. We were, <laughs> you were yeah, we, still very we much We weren't children. Because um, I had a whole other career. I'd, I'd been a dancer for six years. So ah. I'd done that. So I was a woman. Um, oh, right. Who wanted to get back to her childish roots. Right. And David was the guy for that. There we he go. was the most immature person yeah. I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, in, you were in school together. We were, yeah. So Lily, Lily was a couple of years older than I was. and um, A couple more levels of cool. I mean... Did you smoke cigarettes? Were you that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And Is I your kissed... mum listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm 34 now. <laughs> would never... I mean, I don't smoke, but if I ever had a cigarette socially, I would never do it in front of her. I would just die. I would have to just die. Right. I'd kill myself. I'd kill her, kill myself. I just wish the whole thing had never happened. Okay, we'll, we'll edit around this bit then. We'll just... <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, so we, we, were, we were actually, we were at the same primary school. What? Um, yeah, mm. and our uh, our brothers were good friends. They um, were in the same year. They were in the same year, and you were a couple of years older than me. We then we went to second, the same secondary school. Yeah, and you just you, kept following me around. I, I didn't. It was the closest, the closest school <laughs> to, to where I live. <laughs> That's why I went there. Actually, you're closer to it than I. Am. I know I am. <laughs> yes. So I don't know how that works, but yeah. Um, so yeah, but you were far cooler than I was. Uh, yeah, can't deny it. Yeah. Wish I could, but you were one of the dancers. You were one of the dancers. Yeah. And you, and you were, you were like tw- twinkle fingers at piano at this point already? I, I sat on my own in the music room and played the piano, <laughs> oh, oh, wearing that's, jogging that's, bottoms that's nice. every day. In fact, one year I wore shorts every day for a bet. <laughs> right. So, Never so, even gave me that money. So, so nothing's changed really. No, and I was just behind the music block, just necking. Yeah, <laughs> smoking cigarettes Looking and Looking at David through the window. Yeah, <laughs> in his shorts. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, well, gosh. Oh, good so times. okay. So let's talk about the Ruby Darlings, though. How did this? How did that? So that was this was pre that project. We got a project, isn't that good? Yeah. Let's the pre Ruby Darlings project. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's our first album. Yeah, uh, it makes it no, sound just, much more intentional. Well, at what point? Where did you guys go? It. Where did you guys go? I'm let's sing a thing together. Name the day. How yeah. did it come about? We couldn't even name the year, so <laughs> days are gonna be difficult. Um so I did something with my friend who I trained at dance college with, 
um, we did a little thing together for a show mm-hmm. um, that we were asked to do. And then we were like, oh, this may be something. But we were just changing the words to yeah. songs that already existed. And it was really dance based at that point because that's the training that we'd done and that's what we knew. Um, but there was like a comedy slight element, a very feminist element to it. Um, and then it was a friend of mine, Grace, who wanted to produce us and then said, maybe you should get a musician so that we don't have to have backing tracks and that can maybe um, make this grow a bit into something else. And across the field, you could hear from the distance, from the music's block, (laughs) (laughs) the piano (laughs) and a man in his shorts. I was playing playing for Grace's mum. (laughs) Not in anything official, just uh, in the living room. Playing a piano in the living room, yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I, I, I was doing some musical direction and was playing around doing different things and i was playing a bit of cabaret and uh yeah what you were doing cabaret before me yeah you've never told me Uh-oh. that oh well who is she <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously it was the, Emer- <laughs> the emerald sisters was, they uh, were. <laughs> no i did there, was, there used to be some stuff down at like cellar door and places like that wow. anyway but so we offended. we were we had to i got called in to a meeting sounds very official yeah it was probably and just at my it was mum and dad's house. I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they said, um, David, would you like to be part of this? And I said, well, I'm a bit busy. Uh, <laughs> no, I said I 100% would love to be, but would we be able to write the mu- write our own songs instead oh. of just changing the words of other songs? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because we were just, I guess, looking for a pianist at that point. That was yeah. like, here's, here's the songs that we've already done. Can you play them live right. so that we can go around London doing it? And he uh, put his foot down. And what sort of things were you doing diva. at that point? Then? <laughs> and this was like, this was like sort of a thing that, uh, that you could hook your dancing onto, right? Yeah. So we do like, we did the song, The Look of Love, um, okay. but we changed it to The Look of Sex. This is ABC's Look of Love? The look of oh, love no, that's the other is one, yeah. in your eyes. Yeah. That Not, one. It's the look, it's the look, the look of sex. No, it wasn't that one film. No. No. <laughs> that was nice. Well, I'm having that. It's going to be big. Um, and that was about men uh, staring at you on the tube. Mm. Which was... is quite current now. It is. I we were so back. ahead of our time. You probably saw that. You probably saw that to TFL. It's very true. We could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so then we, we then we started writing together, didn't we? And yeah, yeah did 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 a couple of gigs, and, and then it, it grew. So, what was the, the what was the first song that you wrote do you remember what it was also can you sing it i don't remember and also i don't remember like there ever being a stage where it was like difficult like when we first started like i don't remember it taking a long time no i think i think we sat i think we sat down i think we knew that we wanted to be rude and rachel was very much the person who kind of made us be slightly less rude yeah she policed it and very much we needed that because i mean what one of the first it was was it one of the first songs that we wrote masturbation was that one of the first i feel like that one was the first is that the title masturbation? Um, no celebration of masturbation celebration, celebration of masturbation. masturbation yeah yeah and it had a bit of performance art in it how did it, yes <laughs> uh, oh my god it did so it had choreography would, yeah so oh she my. was like this stressed out woman coming from work so she had a shirt on and like a high-waisted skirt and it was like this is how she relaxed after a hard day and then she pulled out various objects from her handbag and then i would be at the side singing 
what um, narrating what she was doing. It was pretty cool. It, it was, was a great performance piece. She, I mean, she really, really nailed that as well. Yeah, and it grew so much, like her acting through it. Yeah, the more comfortable she got, and like, and that was a real people loved that song. And then women would come up to you afterwards and be like, "Oh my god, I've never heard anyone talk about masturbation before." And then we just have a great chat about wanking. <laughs> yeah, I got, so I got, the <laughs> feeling, I got the feeling from the stuff that I've seen that it was a very a feminist uh, show, even though it's very sex based material. So you could say a bit rude, a bit naughty, a bit naughty, yeah. a bit body, yeah, a bit body, but with a but with a feminist bent so like seeing yeah and we felt like that hadn't been done before i mean maybe it probably had but for us it felt really new to like have wear these like sexy outfits and have this really stylized um like version of a show and then talk about quite filthy rude stuff and that kind of juxtaposition we thought was kind of interesting and we'd get a lot of like conversations about that from the audience wouldn't we be like is that they couldn't marry those two things like oh but you're you're you look nice and you're wearing red lipstick but you're also talking about poo i didn't wear hmm. red lipstick i managed to get david into an outfit only once <laughs> throughout our whole time it, together what was, was the, the outfit the, the glitter it was a sparkly onesie sparkly onesie <laughs> which which somehow i lost oh i wish we had that one for the Craig cabaret we've got a oh photo God. of it downstairs there is, there is a photo i saw it when i came in yeah there is a photo of it but, i think um, it's what you need a sparkly onesie i mean yeah oh go on yeah since the child might need a bigger one uh. <laughs> uh, can i remind you it was your partner that had actually had the baby supportive that's uh, that's too far yeah i mean wh- one of the conversations that we used to have quite often with people after the show we'd finish we finished with a big number which was say no to anal mm-hmm. um but it, it wasn't it say w- no to anal say no to yeah um <laughs> Say no to anal. It's for number two, not to pleasure you. You can Put do it in my front bum, but not in my bum bum. Say no to anal. Yeah, um, and that that we walked, ran around with big banners saying "Say no to anal," and everybody got really, really into it, like properly. Everyone properly stood into up. It. Everyone was dancing. Everyone was singing. It was our anthem. Yeah, people it's often were like, "Can we buy this song yeah. on CD?" <laughs> It's the big ending, but we like. I I would then because I I used used to smoke, and I so I'd be like the first person out of the gig, and uh, <laughs> quickly like physically good. I uh, would be out having a fag, and so many people would come out, and then you'd get so many differing reactions. Some people who were like, "Oh my god, that song! Ah, oh, ah, oh, it's brilliant! Ah, oh, thanks so much for saying." Because what it was actually it was about how how the porn industry um, has like normalized. Uh, crazy sex things i like anal not being a crazy sex thing but it being something that's other than the norm and therefore it um what am i trying to say yeah like well one of the lyrics was (laughs) the porn industry has gone too far and it was it was about how young people are exposed to pornography from such a young age that they see all these acts and then they see them as expectations and it's not a conversation a dialogue between you and your partner it's like i've seen what sex is because i've seen these videos so then the first time they have sex i'll just like go straight to anal without like discussing it with the girl right um and that was it was just kind of like a a protest against that right about well, choice something that and not being either like, of you had experienced in your young i mean 
Was that was it from? It's a very, was it's it, a very was it or was it more of a conceptual? Oh. <laughs> it wasn't like like the song. I'm just asking. No, well, I think both Rachel and I had had experiences yeah, where yeah. guys had accidentally got the wrong hole. Oh God, I, you can do that. <laughs> no, you can't <laughs> I mean, do that. You, Absolutely I was not. Say, how do you care? We know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, whoops. And like, how do you you whoops? Well, yeah. They only whoops if you go. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then they're like, oh my God, what an error. And you're like, <laughs> and at that point, you've empowered women to say no. To yeah. Say no. There you go. Yeah. I mean, okay. do you? You do you. But like, don't. I did, the porn can make people like coerce people into doing things that they don't want to do it's yes. an expectation rather than what do you like what do i like da, 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 da. We, we, yeah. we did we did eventually um like one of the last gigs we also got like rachel went out with a huge banner across the stage saying <laughs> hashtag say yes um if you yeah. want to it's all about choice um so yeah. because because we would get so many like and people would be, come up with like furious viewpoints at the end of shows as well which was fascinating um yeah but we, we did have to we did have to take those opinions on board well yeah. it's very uh interpersonal <laughs> And enter. Sorry, but you know what? <laughs> Lily just looked I, at me like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was. We're just going to move on. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say that I think that had something to do with um, us being two women together singing about women yeah. and saying this is what women want yeah. when it was just our own personal experience. Because now in doing stand up, I do jokes about anal all the time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just really need to change um, my style, I think. Um, but no one's ever come up to me and said, like, why did you say that about anal? Because I'm not, no. like, speaking for a group of people. I'm just no. saying I don't want to. I think I think even, I mean, I, this is my feeling is that even in the last, well, since 10 years, that is, um, things have changed. The, the conversation's changed. Uh, I think there, the social networking, because it's not, I mean, that 10 years ago that we didn't even have, it was, Facebook was just brand new and didn't have the, I think people are more open, honest and, and in discussion about it. Yeah. There's been a lot more of those like, um, I, I don't know what they're called, but they're you know, like the, 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 pegging? the, the, the yeah, pegging has been discussed, but also like the slut marches, is that the right thing to way of saying it? But mm. where, where women go, oh, I'm allowed to dress like this. Like I want to dress yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. And you can't, slut, no, no, like no slut shaming. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think all those things have led to a conversation about it that that's probably you were at the sort of the front end of that which is bad. Yeah. you're probably at the, the beginning of that <laughs> no I think that's probably true I, I've, in my experience because I'm an old guy old fart that is kind of a new conversation that women are taking more control over what they like and don't like and stating it up front yeah I, I think the like with everything sometimes you go one way and then you end up uh, forgetting another group of people because then you're like oh women are really sexually liberated and we should be able to sleep with whoever we want and do whatever we want but that isn't necessarily what all women want to do no. and if you don't want to go down that path then you you might feel isolated from the movement so I think yeah. it's I think that is great and I think now we've sort of settled a bit and we're having these really different conversations and mm. there's just a whole wide range of how to be a woman and a feminist yeah I mean, of course I, 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 I learned a lot <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, the conversations right through writing these songs, um, it it was it was very eye opening, put it that way. <laughs> so, and years, you're and years, welcome, David. <laughs> no, no, but so so, but the way that we would write, Lil, Lil would come up with like she'd have like five pages of 
just ridiculous shit written down <laughs> on uh, on a word document. <laughs> She's like, so I don't want to show you any of this. And I'm like, well, you've got to show me or I can't write the song. So then she's like, well, okay, well, you, you can see this bit. And so she'd like show me well, a little bit It's like showing your diary to someone, isn't it? it yeah, it is. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, eventually, like by the end of each session, I would have seen the whole entire thing and we would have put it all into a song. Yeah. Um, yeah I How mean, many songs did you have then? I didn't you, I like it was a whole show was yeah. it one show you, we took the it, show to Edinburgh yeah 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 the show was in Edinburgh we took it to uh, Orlando and New York as well yeah. and was it simply called The Ruby Darlings or was there a title The Ruby Darlings was the name was, of the act yeah I think it was just The Ruby Darlings was, it, was one of them called Say No maybe we put little maybe, titles maybe. Right, right The Fingering um, possibly I did a poem about you fingering did. you did okay. <sighs> <laughs> Why are you sighing? Because like, I I, it is hard to revisit old materials. But sometimes. it's not old. That's what's the problem. I just haven't grown in any way. I just <laughs> changed the format into stand up. It was very weird being, being, being the guy as well. And uh, it was constant fodder for you on stage <laughs> to take the piss out of me which was fine uh, and, and I've known you know. David from the time I've been working with him and I think everyone that listens to the podcast will know that uh, David is uh, is the nice guy of the of this partnership David is like <laughs> I often say go too far and say too much and David is the one that appears to be easily shocked do you think that's just all of facade now yeah because we shocked him continuously he's broken we broke him you did break me yeah um (laughs) yeah no i think i think the hen parties broke me yeah so we started word got around about our show right and Uh, we started to get booked for hen parties and we would ptsd about this we would make a bespoke show for them and include the bride's name and like stories we'd find out from charge enough I know the amount of work they that went into that. They dressed me up as Jesus, and I got dildos like thrown at me and shit. It was horrendous. You loved it, I didn't. but Hempa is a fucking carnage. Yeah, <laughs> well, I can imagine. Like yeah. we thought, it'll be really nice. Just go to this house in Brighton, and we'll just do this little show and da da da. And like, yeah, Tom, um, David, I just called you Thomas. Came out with Thomas is Lily's partner. Trauma, yeah. I would say. It yeah. was trauma. It was absolutely traumatic. The worst was when we, we did a hen party where all the women had just had kids and this was their <laughs> night. And it was, oh my God, it was absolute chaos. Like we did manage to mainly sort of get through our show, but they were battered when we arrived. The um, They ended up drawing, uh, they all drew vaginas with permanent marker on their foreheads. <laughs> and then the bride-to-be fell through a glass table. And we were like, we're leaving. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> So <laughs> we didn't tell them to do any of that. <laughs> that was it's them a, improvising. It's a very British thing. <laughs> the hen, the stag. The, when they have stag and hen do's in other countries, but it's a very, very British way of approaching it, I think, to have that kind of, for, for both the men and the women to go, to go completely hell for leather. Yeah. Um, so you took your show, The Ruby Darlings, to... Edinburgh, and you were successful there. And then you went to the Orlando Fringe, and you were successful there. Uh, I don't want to get into why you're not doing it anymore, but actually, do you think that that... So you didn't really write comedy before that experience. You were a dancer. No, yeah. And so that and that has informed the stand-up. So what, where, when did you think... Did you think, I'm going to do stand-up when I leave this group? Or did you... No. What, so tell me how that happened. I was obsessed with the group, I would say. 
Um, I think that's fair. <laughs> I wanted it to go on forever. Oh. And I was probably not that fun to be around sometimes because I was the oh. one like bugging everyone and nagging everyone, right. shouting at David for being late. Yeah, but I think I think <laughs> at, at, at the same time as this though, like I, I was I was running running a charity in South Africa and I was yes. away quite a lot, so I all couldn't right. do all You're of, a no, good person. No, but yes. we've spoken about He's better it. than you. <laughs> We've spoken about it on the pod before, so that's why I'm bringing oh, it. Okay. So that, so I was, I was away a lot when you wanted to do like a full Edinburgh run. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to come up. You know, I came up and did a week here, a week there, but the, but I'd send it up with somebody else. Mm. And it, uh, as as wonderful as it was, it 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 was never, it was never the full package. Even though, what did you 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 did you did take a like a, what a four piece band five-piece band five. the first year we went to edinburgh and we had different venues so we were like lugging across all these people all of these instruments across and it was absolute madness and we had no money obviously because you don't earn any money anyway but we decided to have a cast which we didn't need um but you learn a lot in those experiences <laughs> you um, learn by experience yes but doing it wrong um no it was really fun and it was an amazing sound to have a five-piece band yeah, and a sax phone yeah so what, what, really so what, what point did you guys i mean it sounded like it was going really really well it sounds like it's it was very commercially viable it and it sounded like a lot of fun commercially viable not even with all this the hen party no because like david said we didn't charge enough <laughs> no i don't but i don't think i don't think then maybe we knew our worth in the same way i think yeah, if we, we i think if we we did it now we'd know what our kind of price point was and we go well we're not going out for less than right. that right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah 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 but also i think i mean correct me if i'm wrong but like cabaret and musical comedy in that world i feel now i've done stand-up that it's much harder it's not as easy to navigate there aren't as many gigs whereas stand-up just is, seems a lot more straightforward like people are just scared of like a group and like instruments and they're like yeah. how am i gonna what's that whereas if you're just one person they're like okay easy yeah that's even uh, even having a playing a guitar in my act having to carry it getting to a gig where it, yeah. there were the mics plugged into the dj's booth and there's no input um there are loads of things that you have to overcome that would be a pain in the ass so i was in a comedy trio for 10 years so that was we took all of our own equipment in a van just in case the place didn't have equipment really so the number of times we set up somewhere because and then we just but then it was no problem because we had it and then we just did it yeah. but yeah. but it meant that we could charge for that but um when you so when how i want to i want to know about that moment where you switched from being that to the stand up that we have sitting before us so the, just that uh Rachel who was doing the show with me mm-hmm. um decided to she wanted to have children and she was pregnant and then she well, she was pregnant in the last Edinburgh that we did together and we had to sing a song about not wanting to have children. <laughs> and she was like three months pregnant. Like, oh. <laughs> and she, actually, Oops. she was pregnant more than that because she was like trying not to show in that really like skimpy outfits that we had at that time. <laughs> I really don't miss those as well. I love, like you're saying about the faff of having stuff with you. I love that yeah. I can just wear like jeans and a t-shirt and stuff and not really have to like go full on the makeup yeah. or the hair. Um and so that sort of happened. And then I went to Edinburgh for a couple of weeks on my own um, with backing tracks that David had given me um, and did it there. And then I kind of, when I was on my own, unleashed, I had space in between all the songs because I was controlling it all. Um, right. And I started chatting to the audience in those gaps. Right. I had done that in the Ruby Darlings, as we and know it, so as well. you were so good at it as well. 
Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know about well, that. Well, I think that's when I first saw you. You were covering for uh, Abigail Shoman at uh, at a new material gig, I think I was doing. Yeah, with you, uh, Ryan. With Ryan, yeah. And uh, that's one thing that struck me is that you were so comfortable just chatting with an audience. So that that's something you started doing in the Ruby yeah, Brownings. Yeah, and it was, it was such a nice environment to develop that skill in because mm. you're part of this show and right. no one's really expecting that element as well like it was just like an added thing so i was allowed to just figure that out and talk to them when i wanted to and not when i didn't yeah um and just like flesh out stuff that came up we Um, because we've had that discussion on the podcast before there's quite a lot of the comedians or musical comedians like billy Connolly being the one the first one i think of is he started as a folk artist who used to chat between his songs Mm. and then that chat became the reason people would go and see him and then he finally that the songs became not less important but he became a stand-up comedian uh, before there really was even like before the the new wave of stand up comics here that that comf- the idea of having to deal with an audience is is the first bit of being mm. a stand up. Mm. So when you so when when you when the group finally dried up, dissolved, and decided this is our last gig, were you already working as a comic? I don't think it even happened like that. I think I just started doing stand up. I don't think we officially said like. No, we didn't. And, and we well, break, we're breaking up. up. We didn't do a <laughs> no. press release. No, one, David, no one cared. <laughs> this is why we have you on. <laughs> we still, in fact, it was 2019. We still, we got back together to do the alternative Eurovision. Yes, on which the we South won. Bank, which we did win. We had done um, it three times before and not won, but yeah. we, we'd won this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was so, when David's in his sparkly jumpsuit. That so was, it was when, yeah, special that's for many reasons. Yeah. yeah, they were like, yeah. finally! <laughs> <laughs> that's why we should enter Eurovision for reals, David, and get you back in that suit. Okay, yes. I'll do it. I like that we new Sam guy with the beard, but I think you're better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, we did that, and I'm and I'm sure that we're, we're going to get you on to the Cray Cray Cabaret as well. Yeah, so get the band uh, back together. Absolutely. Second Wednesday of every month. Plug, plug. <laughs> yeah, second Wednesday of every month at the uh, comedy store. At the comedy in store in London. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, hot so stand up comedy with a live house band. It's the Cray Cray Cabaret. Should we just do it now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 We just record it, and then when you do the gig, you just press play. You just press play. <laughs> we can and, all just go and home I'll hold and puppets up, eat puppet pizza, of you and, and then David and the spangly. Get an early night. Yeah. Um, so, what, so when uh, so let's go back to musical comedy because that's what people are interested in. Mm-hmm. You were the lyricist. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Lily. I guess so. <laughs> that just sounds really official. And, and David but. would bend the lyrics into into his melodies, yeah. or were or, yeah. And Rachel was like the go between in with both of those things because she yeah. was she was more musical than I was, right? Um, but also like helped with the lyrics and the ideas, and she kind of like would you say and that? She, would you well, she could also she could also harmonise, yeah. As uh, and Lily Lily's got a great voice. But Lily didn't like doing harmonies. Oh, I can't do them for shit. If someone <laughs> just sings the exact thing, like I can copy it yeah. most of the time. But I could never find a harmony. Like I think people that can do that, it's just incredible. Yeah. The amount of times that we're in a gig and uh, and I would be singing a harmony, Rachel would be singing one, Lily would jump onto mine, so then I jump onto yours. Yeah, and then you jump you back. Like, I just oh, like no. I want to sing which with quite, you, which is quite amazing because I've been doing lots of work with your partner Thomas, and when we do the harmonies, it does the exact same oh thing. My God. I sing, I sing so like that as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I, lots of people do. I sing but. like that as well. I, I find it hard to not sing what the other person is singing. Yeah, it's really hard to stay how, in your you lane. Can, you can, yeah, you can just tune the other person out enough yeah. to hear it. So do you have a favorite comedy song? Do you like comedy songs? 
Um, Do- yeah, I really yeah. like. Um, I used to really like Tenacious D. Oh yeah. Um, fuck her gently. Fuck her gently. Which that, is a stunning song. Yeah, it's it is a classic. And, you, nice and I find and short. People know every word of the song. Do you know every word of the song? Yeah. Do you sing it? Yeah, I think I used to request it in clubs. Right. Did you really? Yeah. How do you feel about that now? I'm pretty okay with it. <laughs> I think yeah. it's funny. I think it's still a funny song. It, it, it it's, is. Still it's a funny it, song, it is. There's, there's few songs in the world. There are floor fillers that people that you put on that people immediately get up. Like um, Michael Jackson's "Billy Jean" is one of those. The minute that baseline hits, everyone kind of go ooh. And for singalongs, "Fuck Her Gently" is one of those songs where <laughs> yeah. people know every single word and sing full voice, yeah. arm in arm. That if you want to bring a group of people together, yeah, it's put like Billie Jean, Rhapsody. get them on the floor, and then and then fuck her gently, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, get Billie Jean your on the dance off. floor, and then fuck her gently. <laughs> That's not what I said, was it? <laughs> That's not what I meant. Exactly. Is it offensive though? I, no, I mean, he's doing I mean, it. I haven't listened to it. I think isn't while, that the whole point, though? He's doing a pastiche of rock, and what they're doing is they're making fun of that kind of rock thing. I, it's it's similar to the it, flight of the Concords doing, you know the the what's called the sexiest mo- the second second what's it called part time model uh, yeah. part time oh, yeah, model. Yeah, 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 I mean yeah, yeah. it's it's you know that it's meant to be funny. They're not being rude to women that aren't. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yes. Do, do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's right, why, like, right. in comparison to like all the horrible rap songs that I also used to request and knew all the words to, because <laughs> I was a really cool girl. <laughs> um, that was offensive, and they said really terrible things. That I've now listened back to now, and I'm like humiliated that I um, listened to them on repeat. But I think yeah. the comedy element, and that, and then I think that's what we wanted to do. Like, we did have rude stuff, but. Because it was all funny and lighthearted, it was okay. We did have a decent amount of rap as well, didn't we, Lil? <laughs> did you? Can you remember Why any of the rap? Why did I do all the rapping? Well, let's, hear, let's hear some of it. Give us a. No, we did uh, a um, parody a of. Um, Come on. Uh, Fresh Prince, which is probably a bad time to. Oh, yeah, you probably on, shouldn't do, do that, do, should do, we? But then. Well, has ruined this. Do it. Go on. I don't remember it. Oh, you do not remember it? Eh. In North London, London born and raised. The beautician, that's where I spent most of my days. Wage. Wage. Well, that, that went well. Yeah. Um, I don't remember it at all. It was about, it was about pubic hair. Do you think I've got it here? Yeah, you probably do, yeah. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah, it was uh, about pubic hair, and I used to wear um, a pubic hair hat <laughs> that I'd was made, it made myself. With your own pubic hair? No, my grand's wool. <laughs> your grand's wool, not your grand's pubic oh, hair. Maybe a couple of her pubes. Go. Maybe a couple of her pubes got okay. lost in there. Oh yeah. In North London, born and raised, the beauticians is where I spent most of my wage. Mostly relaxing, waxing my minge. Lady rips my hair off my lips and my rim. One of these days, I was getting it off. She was spreading it, pulling it, tearing my muff. So I started to think, 
This ain't swag, go away, leave it there, I want hair on my vag. After my change, I was feeling cool, but pubes are subject to ridicule. A couple of guys, they were up to no good, started making fun of my ladybush. I got in one little fight about pubic hair, and I thought, guys, get over it, it's hair, don't be scared. I was liking my curls, but it was moving too slow. I wanted more hair, so you some miracle grow. I looked at my kingdom, it was no longer bare. A forest had grown. I love pubic hair. I think we did, yeah. I think we did do that. I think we did, yeah. Oh, it was a crowd pleaser. It genuinely was. Yeah. 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 I know I liked that. That was fun. Haven't heard that in ages, Lil. God, I've still got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking that you Will have Smith, it, it is something you've got in your sort of little bag of tricks that when so you're going to Edinburgh this year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So you're doing and what's your show called? Smut. Smut. Seven twenty-five. Seven forty-five. Pleasant's bunker. Pleasant bunker. Ooh, nice, nice venue. Smart. Pleasant's bunker. Pleasant's own. It is smart, um, and I'm going to be ruining it. But at any point, <laughs> you could people just throw a slider and put in some musical comedy, and people go, "Whoa." Where does that come from? I know, yeah. That girl can rap. And do jokes. And do jokes. I could really show But it's something you off. should hang on to. Because I remember watching Jason Manford in, you know, for years, just only ever really thought of him as a stand-up comic, as did most people, and a great presenter. And then he did and the then out of nowhere, singer. He, yeah, out of nowhere he became, <laughs> you realize he's got not just a really good singing voice, a trained singing voice, like a West End operatic singing voice. And I think we did a benefit for um, the late, great Paul Byrne uh, at um, a Full Mooners. It was an Andrew Maxwell show. And Jason Manfred went on, and that's the first time any of us had heard him sing. And it blew people's minds because he had this other skill. Mm. So you could could be that. You could do that. I could could be Jason Manfred. You could be him. But But you could wait until you've got your own TV show. Yeah. Pull back and then bring back the Ruby Yeah, I just wanted, I want to do it right in a way that like flowed and made sense and yes. not just for the sake of like going, hey, yeah. I can sing. Yeah. Well, the problem with that, I think, is when people do that is then you're kind of stuck doing if you, well, I'm probably speaking from experience. If you show all your tricks all at once, then you get, people are, that will last for about three or four years. People go, mm. and, and now what? So whereas you're better to <laughs> yeah, act, hold act, back. As, act as if you've got nothing. Yeah, and I can also <laughs> tap dance. So. <laughs> is that, so Keep you that serious? in my back pocket. I hear Susie Ruffle can tap dance. Yeah. And we're trying to get her on the cray-cray so we can, she can tap it out. She was supposed to be on and then she, she had to pull for some reason. I think it's because she, she hadn't didn't, shined didn't her didn't shoes. Tap, didn't want to tap. Tony Law can tap dance. Can he? Yeah. yeah. Oh God, we should we, do We went show. to Pineapple Studios. <laughs> went to Pineapple Studios and did some, uh, did some lessons because I was trying to get up to his level of tap. Because we were going to, we've got a uh, dance duo called Night Danger. You and, and we, Tony Law, and we, oh me and Tony Law, that's excellent. And we were going to <laughs> tap the end of war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you laugh, you laugh, but there's a power in tap dance that doesn't exist in other dance forms. <laughs> it's the least and, cool of the dance genres. Well, right, yeah. but right now the world could use us because imagine the, the power of night yeah. danger now. Tap we your just, way to Putin. We just go, we just go to Dunbass. Go to the Dunbass just and tap. tap a, Sweet tap. Yeah, this will finally be like why tap was invented. Like we've all oh, wondered. It's for not so why. Long. We never wondered. We always <laughs> knew. Night danger always knew. 
<laughs> Night time. <laughs> so, so, so what else can I ask you, Lily? Um, um, we, what, what will our podcasters want to know? We want to know your musical influences and... Um, yeah, also I, musical influences, Monty Python and all of that. Life of Brian, Every yeah. Sperm is Sacred. Great. Oh, what a tune. Yeah. What yeah. a tune. What a tune. I love that. Yeah, I do love the combination of funny and nice sounding. Funny and nice sounding. Well, yeah. that's well, that's what I was about to say about the Tenacious D thing is that there's that what makes that song work and does and makes it it's not just a piece of crass humor is that it's really well written yeah. piece of music. Yeah. And that's what sets these things apart. So all the stuff we're talking about, if you haven't heard the song Say No to Anal, it's the thing is if on paper you might go, I don't know if I'd enjoy that. Yeah. But then when you hear it, music is able to somehow uh, point you towards the comic yeah. humor in it. Exactly. Yeah. If if that was a proper serious rock song you might go, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, a bit more aggressive. Make it a, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. And it was the end of the show. I feel like we've talked a lot about this song and I, I don't want to get complaints. No, but we, no, but we were, but we were, I was thinking about, like, but we were talking about. it's just funny. Talk, it's talk funny about, little song. Because it's anal, there's loads of things you can say about bum. There are. And yeah. poo. Yeah. We did get so many people coming up and talking to us about that. <laughs> I mean, I'd, uh, I've uh, there was some horror. Oh, there was that guy that said... He was furious. He was like, oh, you call yourself sexually liberated, but you won't do anal. Why not? <laughs> I was like, mate, I'm not going to do it with you anyway. So just go and do anal with someone. Yeah. So it's like, this would never happen. So just chill. I mean, we did, we did anger people. Um, yeah, but, but that's most people what great did. art does. Yeah. Co- comedy, yeah. comedy has a way of angering people, though. Comedy, like, something weird. You can you can go watch a band or watch a movie and go, I didn't like that, and leave. Mm. You go and watch comedy. If you, people that don't like it, they they have to come and tell you, I really didn't like it. And like, yeah, I was only trying to make you laugh. Well, I didn't think it was funny. Oh, all right, well, sorry. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I'll never do it again. What do you? I didn't. Yeah, it does excite something in people. I had this woman at a gig the other day come up to me in the changing room and was like. Oh my god, it was so amazing! I just wanted to come back and say, like, oh, you were so great, really funny. Thank you so much. You've the best comedian we've had here in ages. And I was like, oh my god, thank you. That's so sweet. And then she was like, oh no, wait, sorry, the best woman. Oh, and wow! Then just left no, and wow. I just cried. <laughs> what I don't understand people anyway. Why would you just, add that? that? Oh. But she did she mean that in a nice way? They is always it, is do. It, is it possible you're, that she? I meant, don't normally find women funny. She meant what she meant, and on top of that, you're a woman. Like, is that what she meant to say? Oh no, no, no. She I was think just saying she you're just the said best it, one. but she still thought that was a really big compliment. Yes, of course. I mean, it is still a compliment, but it's so. Um. It's so Backhanded. degrading to yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah any female comedian, and yeah, you'll yeah. just feel like you're representing women all the time when you go and do these gigs, and then yeah, yeah anyway, yeah, I know. That's another podcast. That is, that's your podcast <laughs> called Woman from Fleet. Um, you, you, you've got a podcast with Esther Manito, haven't you? Yes, called Ghastly Women, yeah. and I shall mention this woman on there. I think you should. I think I you shall should. when yeah. we start doing our next Ghastly series. Name um, and shame. Yeah, although I don't know her fucking name. Oh, well, let's call her Lady 3. Now, we normally <laughs> ask our guests to perform something or sing a little something. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done a rap already. Uh, but <laughs> as we go so into, <laughs> But as we go into the last little section of the interview, is there is there something that you could... Uh, sing for us to to lead us out of the interview. Yeah, so we were looking through our 
repertoire. I mean, and there's a lot. Oh, pages and pages of <laughs> absolute no, perfection. There is quite a lot there. So we're going to perform our hour show. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't mind. Well, I, I and then mind, there's going to be a tap number at the end. I no, mean, t- can, I just, can I just read out? Can I just read out this set list? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> just read it, David. The set list. Hello, pubic hair, cut. Moon cup. Can I just say hello was just hello hello, hello. <laughs> is it me? Oh no! I used for? to say I used to go and to open. We're going to sing a song from the perspective of the clitoris. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Oh, that's that was literally it. Yeah, that was the gag. So hello, pubic hair, <laughs> which in brackets has cut. Uh, then moon cup, poo, baby. <laughs> Poo baby And then anal <laughs> That was our set And we'd like discuss We'd be like Should we do baby Then anal Or should we do oh, Poo and then God. anal then Or anal moon cup <laughs> Vagina smear test We like, even had a song it? Called Willy Washer We had a song Called Willy Washer About my <laughs> Deceased grandma <laughs> During the war, she was a nurse, and one of her jobs was to go around washing all of the soldiers' penises. And she told me about this, and I was like, that sounds like a great idea for the Ruby Darlings. <laughs> and we only performed it once, because then she died. And then I was like, oh, oh, no. I feel weird about this now. You do it as a tribute. We do it as a tribute. We should have done it at the funeral. Oh, you know they've got, like, statues to the unknown soldier. They could have, they could have a... <laughs> Statue to the. To, there must. Be, she couldn't have been the only Willy Washer. There must have been she a whole. The there must have been a platoon. <laughs> there must have been a platoon of Willy Washers. She said people used to request her. Oh, oh my god! What she a sound, slut bag. Well, <laughs> what, she was gentle. I imagine. <laughs> Complimentary. Oh my god! Um, right. So what are we singing? What are we singing? What song would you like to sing, Lil? I quite like the vagina one. A small man in a canoe went fishing In a cave of wonders listening To his favourite clunge music In a crack He found a snack Pooh the nanny Had made a badly wrapped kebab Thanks Pooh nanny He was happy as a fanny What a twat Then suddenly she who must not be named appeared Lord Voldemort pulled her wand out of her wizard sleeve And said Would you like a cup of tea And a whisker biscuit with me And you can meet my pals Lawrence of Arabia and George W. Bush Bush, Bush, Bush George W. said What is this wet clunge music playing? Some notorious VAG motherfucker That's what I'm saying So they danced all night like disco flaps Until the break of a hymen A small man in a canoe Vertically smiled as he played with his Polly Pocket And they all lived happily ever after In George's thatch cottage in Virginia Virginia Vagina What do you call yours? Well done everyone!
Yeah, maybe I should have joined in on that. Well, well do you call yours? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's Lily Phillips, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Songs in the Key of Laugh. Absolutely fun. And let's hope, I'd love to see the band get back together. I'd like to see, would you think of doing like maybe coming to do the Craig Crew Cabaret? Your could we, can we get Rachel? I'll do my hand do. Uh, <laughs> could, we get, could you get Rachel to come back and do uh, the Craig Craig? We can ask her. We'll ask her. We'll see what happens. But yeah. either way, it's been nice speaking to you, Lily. Love you, Phillips. Lil. Love you. Thanks Bye. for having me. No problems. Goodbye. Goodbye, adios, farewell. You'll be glad to hear that we think that your interview went well. But we have other things to get on with now, so you're gonna have to go. I'm sure our paths will cross again, but whoever really knows? It's been fun, it's been musical, it's been comical at times. But now we have to leave you, so goodbye. Goodbye. That was Lily Phillips. That was Lily Phillips. Now she's great. That was fun. And nice to hear you guys reminisce and nice to know a little bit about your musical, uh, comedy musical background as well. That was kind of fun for us. Yeah, it is nice. I'm, I'm glad that we didn't go too much further into our school days because they were pretty yeah. depressing. <laughs> it sounds like you're sitting in a room with shorts on. But Lily Phillips, well, the first time I saw her doing the uh, that new material night where she was filling in for Abigail and I was doing the night and I thought, I did, had never seen her before and I thought she's just really naturally funny but kind of endearing. She's warm and a little bit naughty and uh yeah i think we're gonna see huge things from lily phillips definitely if you'd like to see more or hear more from lily phillips why not visit her at lilyphillipscomedy.com her website and that's phillips with a double l by the way or visit her instagram and her instagram is at lily phillip underscore s at lily phillips If you are in Edinburgh, check out her hour-long show, Smart at the Pleasance at the Bunker. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash songs in the key of laugh or coffee.com forward slash songs in the key of laugh. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.